We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Sunday night Knicks, special edition of Knicks Fan TV Live, presented by Manscaped. This is Knicks Weekly, the weekly recap show where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, all in between that occurred with the orange and blue, man. Knicks 5-1 and one in the campaign, 3-0 and oh this week after some solid wins over the Philadelphia 76ers, Chicago Bulls, and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, man. CP the Franchise here, JD Sports Talk, Alex Rattars, the Tratacast, and we got the Knicks Fan TV panel in here, we got the squad in here. Fellas, happy happy Halloween, man. Al, how you feeling, bro? The the, the newlywed, man, first and foremost. Let me uh, put some respect on your name. Say congratulations on taking man, the plunge. It. Congratulations on taking the plunge, man. How, how did it feel? How did it feel? And, 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 and I knew Alex would be here tonight because his Jets won. So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's winning. Extra bonus. Yeah, he's winning. Extra winning, bonus. man. He's winning, winning man. On how, how you feeling, bro? I'm feeling great, man. Feeling happy. Uh... Married, married wife is off to a good start. Yeah. I mean, not only did I get married, but Nick's home opener happens on the honeymoon. Nick's beat the Celtics, so and my wife's from Boston, so that was a good start. Nice, nice. Then they get sm- then they get s- then my Jets get smoked by the Patriots, but they redeem themselves this week with Mike White, second string quarterback. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was we'll I was on. looking briefly. I was like, who is this guy? I had no idea who that guy was. Or. 400 yards, first time starting. Wow. Three touchdowns, okay. two interceptions. Yep. And a big clutch t- TD to Tower Croft to seal the deal after interception. So I'm, I'm riding high right now, man. Riding high. No and the doubt. Knicks are 5-1, and one, of course. 
No doubt, man. Well, yeah, congratulations again, man. Definitely happy for you, bro. And uh, much much success and blessings, health, wealth, and prosperity to you and and your new family, your bride and and your new family, man, for sure. Um, JD, happy Halloween, man. How how you feeling, bro? I'm feeling great, man. Uh, You know, I... Watched the, uh, the post game show last night. Yeah, they they missed you on the grill, man. They missed you on the grill last night after after another solid win on the road, man. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I I got hired to do you know to cook at an uh, at an event. It was a private event at the you know. So Knicks fan TV fans, you you gonna have to wait to the next win. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have the grill back, but you know I had to had to go to a private event. And cook some burgers for someone else. No doubt, no, no doubt. <laughs> but man. other than that, you know, I saw the post game show last night. It was uh, definitely uh, a fun show. Uh, it was a great win by the Knicks, and it's been a good week, you know, yeah. by by not only the team but you know some players on the team, and you know this team is uh, trending towards the right direction. Looks like that loss against Orlando was a little bit of a good thing that happened. Yeah, uh, I know many of us feel that. Maybe we should be six and zero, but I'll take five and one. And now we start a new week. It'll be four games this week, and let's get ready to rock. But let's get ready to rock, man. So to everybody in the chat once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Um, Al, what what were your key takeaways from from this week? We're gonna get we're gonna get to the player of the of the week for sure, and, and your article on him. But just your overall, you know, thoughts, your positives, your negatives on uh, on how they fared this week. Positives, offense is looking a lot better than last season, obviously. We're shooting a lot of threes. We're more diverse on offense, whether it's using Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker, whoever wants to attack the lane, and just hitting their shots from beyond the arc as well. And the second unit has been playing well, although they started to teeter off a little bit, especially for, against the Pelicans last night. Mm-hmm. Um, limited minutes for the for the bench unit, which is a little, a little peculiar. But other than that, I like what I've been seeing from the offense. Defensively is where I'm a little concerned because of the amount of points that we're giving up. And yeah. especially when we're watching the Bulls game, the amount of backdoor cuts that just the athletic wings were able to get on us, that was just, it was infuriating to an extent because uh-huh. you know you could just stop those guys. They didn't necessarily have the horse the horses to keep up with the Knicks, but just by simple plays, just simple actions, they were able to stay in the game. And they came down close to not only the Bulls game, but the Pelicans game. So the big thing that's really bothering me is the, how we're closing games in the fourth quarter and just taking our foot off the pedal and allowing teams to get back in there and then make it at a competitive game where it doesn't really need to be a competitive game. You know, we even saw that against the Orlando Magic on Sunday where we should have had them, but we just let up because of poor fourth quarter execution, which in some part is due to just a very stagnant offense, just, yeah. just naturally happening. And then also I think we're giving Julius Randle too much to do in isolation where we should probably just have more of a free flow offense within the last four minutes of the game. But overall, like we're getting wins. We're five and one. You can't complain. Good teams still win ugly battles, yeah, but those are just like the nitpicking things that they have to clean up in order to be a true like playoff ready team. JD, how about you, man? Thoughts on the week? Uh, I mean, positives is, you know, RJ Barrett. You know, I, mm-hmm. I thought, uh, you know, he he was and I know we'll, we'll talk about him more extensively, but, mm-hmm. you know, I like that, you know, he had a bounce back week uh, and and, you know, trended in the right direction in terms of his offensive uh, efficiency and different areas of the game that he showed uh, that got stronger throughout the week. And, you know, from an offensive, you know, 
standpoint for the team, the team continues to, you know, play well and, and score points in the absence of your best player uh, having a pretty much tough offensive week. And, and you know, the team displayed just a way to win. You know, mm-hmm. this has been the theme this week from Tom Thibodeau, his postgame press conferences, because, you know, some of these wins, different things happened, right? There was one where we didn't, couldn't find a way to close it. We found a way to win. There was one against the Bulls where we got a defensive stop. Uh, you know, last night against the Pelicans, many thought that it shouldn't even be that close. So, mm-hmm. you know, just finding a way to win with different players uh, at the end of games, different plays, different level of execution, I think displays the versatility of this team. Yeah. But also the fact that there's more ways that this team can just get a W. And that's going to be key, you know, against the elite teams. They've gotten some quality wins already, but that's going to be key, you know, against some of the tougher teams in the NBA, where if you saw last season, this team only had one or two ways to win a game. And and now with this improved roster, the Knicks are showing that, you know, even if, for example, Julius Randle doesn't have it on a nightly basis, uh, they can find different ways to win a game. And, you know, defensively, although, as Alex said, that, you know, he wants to see improvement. I do, too, obviously. Like, mm-hmm, we want to see mm-hmm. improvement. However, you know, I think I'm going to temper my expectations defensively because I don't know that we're going to get top five, yeah. top seven, like last season. But what's going to have to happen, it's what happened against the Bulls, right? Like, you're just going to have to be a team that gets stops at critical moments. Yeah. You know, yeah. right now, the Knicks are 18th in the league in terms of points per game given. But they're fifth in the league in field goal percentage. So I'm pretty sure Tom Thibodeau is happy about the fact that at the very least, in terms of just efficiency, field goal percentage, they're fifth at giving up 42% um, to the opponent. So because of the offense, this team is going to just going to be one of those teams that you have to lock down in the fourth quarter. If the first three quarters you were up and down, Mm -hmm. make sure that when it counts back up big home game against Philly and, and they certainly responded in, in a major way then they go into Chicago I thought they made things yeah Levine still had 25 but I, th- I think it was an inefficient 25 you know they still made them work you saw RJ get the clutch stop on DeRozan in the end when it mattered and and uh, again even though they had a 12 point lead that dwindled in, in the final social. two minutes of course you don't want to see that they still found a way to get it done RJ with a, with a stand-up defensive performance against DeRozan doesn't bite on the pump fake and uh, and holds him to to an air ball. So I thought that was uh, I, I thought that was nice. Now against New Orleans, things got a kind of got a bit out of control just in terms of you know not protecting the paint. The Pelicans had 52 points in the paint last year. Thought Kerr Lewis was running rough shot on, on D Rose. Uh, is obviously, you know, Valanciunas is going to get his. He's, he's been pretty close in time, you know, in, uh, in the early start of the season. Leads the league in rebounding. So I already figured that Mitch was going to have a tough go against him. So I think, you know, that was just a little bit of an aberration. But overall, I thought the defense was pretty solid. I mean, they held 99 points, 103 points to the Bulls. So, 
you know, overall not so bad. And, and as you said, the 18th in the league in, in opponents, points per game. Obviously, you know, Tibbs will want to, you know, get, get higher up in those statistics. But offensively, you see a completely different team than last year. And what Tibbs noted in his press conference against the Pelicans is like, yes, you know, uh, you, you're seeing us grow leads and things of that nature, but you got to give us credit for how we built those leads and, and in the ways that we can beat you because... Again, the Fournier, Kemba dynamic. It's CP. Chad's telling you the, uh, the game highlights. I can't hear you. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. That was my fault. Completely my fault. Wait. Wait, they were on the whole time? I didn't I didn't even realize that was all, man. That was, that was completely my fault. Um, all right, let me, let me start. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You want to start over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. That was, complete, that was completely my fault, people in the chat, man. That was completely my fault. Um, yeah, yeah, we got we to gotta start over, man. We got to start over. That, that was completely my fault. All right, here we go. Next Weekly pre presented by Manscaped. Man. It's been a long day, man. It is what it is. It's been a long day. Um... Well, let's start. Let's let's start over. Dave, we'll, we'll clip this for the podcast, and, and we'll clip this for the replay. We'll, we'll clip all of this. I didn't I didn't realize that uh, the sound was on the whole time, man. I didn't realize the sound was on the whole time. Dave, oh, Dave said it wasn't the whole time. Dave, how long was this? How long was it? Was the uh, was the sound on for? Just so I, I can know. Just so I can know where to where to restart at. Was it during was it during JD's part or my part? Save this for the archives too when yeah, we do save, a bloopers video. This. Yeah, this is gonna be great for bloopers. Save this for the archives. We got everyone saying bing bong, hit that rewind. Yeah. Okay, so they say all right, so they say just what I was speaking. All right, so that's fine. That's fine. As, as long as uh Alex and JD came through. Cause I, I didn't have the chat up, so that was my defensively. I thought you know, they matched up against the, the other team's best best player. Well, whether it was Joel Embiid in the Philly game, you know, sending the timely double teams his way, throwing him off of his game, making Philly's other, you know, supporting cast beat us, making their shooters beat us. And I thought the game plan worked very well. You saw the Knicks' defensive intensity step up after the letdown game against Orlando. So I thought that was encouraging to see. They held Philly to 99 points. Uh, then they go into Chicago. Big game, game of the week, as we said. I thought they made things tough for Levine, tough for, Le for DeRozan. Even though Levine finished with 25 points, I thought RJ still made it tough for him. DeRozan, they forced DeRozan into a lot of tough shots. They forced DeRozan to take a lot of three-pointers, which you know that's not his game. So I thought that was um, excellent in terms of the, the Knicks' defensive scheme. And then, again, yes, they blew the 12-point lead, but they still came back. RJ forces DeRozan into a tough shot, doesn't bite on the pump fake forces him into an air ball and they get the timely stop on the defensive end now against the uh against the pelicans things got kind of you know pelicans fought Let, let's let's be real they they had they played the night before no brandon ingram they took the knicks down to the wire and i thought you know 52 points in the paint was a bit much kira lewis had his way uh valentunas also had his way with mitch you know knicks had a tough time stopping those guys but again ultimately got the the uh the dub on the offensive side of things and i think that's where um you know another highlight of this week is what tibbs said in his press conference was basically yes you know 
we're giving up leads and and the fourth quarters are coming down tight which you don't want to see but on the flip side you got to give us credit for how we're building those leads and and the dynamics of these offense because you have so many different players that can beat you and again this is what the Kemba 48 dynamic brings you know whether it's off the drives whether it's off the pull-ups whether it's playing off of Julius, playing off of RJ, you know, there's just so many ways that this team can beat you now. You're seeing a little bit, just a little bit of the potential of what this offense can be based on their acquisitions. As Alex said, I think you, you still want to see the bench come around. Bench hasn't really gotten it together, namely Quickly and Burks haven't really gotten it there. Obi hasn't really been as, as solid offensively since the Celtics game, but defensively, I think he's been good as well. So those are some of my, my positives. And then, as J.D. said, RJ's surgeons, which we'll get to next, but also Kemba, man. Kemba's, I think this week was a solid, solid week for Kemba. You could really see him getting comfortable within this offense, uh, finding his spots, knowing when to shoot, when to take his shots, knowing when to distribute. He's looking real comfortable off those. He seems like the screens, the three-pointers off the screens, off the curl, is like his favorite shot right now. You know, you're seeing him go to that a lot. He's, he's knocking it down in the mid-range, and he's, and he's getting into the paint more. And once he gets into the paint and the defense has to honor that drive, then things can happen on the outside. You know, he's finding RJ, he's finding Fournier, he's finding Julius. So I thought this was an excellent week uh, for, for Kemba as well. Great week for Kemba. Yeah, and you know to, you know work around work my way around to Kemba. Um, with your Levine point, um, in terms of in in efficient night, you know he had 17 points in that first half and only had eight in the second. Shot one of nine uh -huh. and was frustrated by the referee. Uh, and I attribute a lot of that to the the physical play and 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 the stout defense by by R.J. Barrett. So that was a great performance. And as well, like you mentioned, two national televised games, right? Philly, Chicago, uh, two very good teams. And and you know we wanted to find out about the Bulls. I think you know with the Bulls beating Utah after the Knicks. Right, they beat Utah, who was undefeated. They're mm -hmm. five and one now. Mm -hmm. So the Bulls, after losing to the Knicks, DeMar DeRozan goes and has 32 points against the Utah Jazz. Levine has 26, and they get an impressive win against the Utah Jazz. This is coming off the news of Patrick Williams, their starting foreman, yeah. being out for the season. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we talked about their depth already in terms of their bench. They're being short on their bench. Corey White, uh, Kobe White, not mm -hmm. being available. Mm -hmm. So, so. Getting them getting that impressive win to me tells me that our win against them in their house is even a more impressive win. So it's a quality win. It stamps the win for the week. Uh, Philly, same thing. Even though they don't have Simmons, guess what? <laughs> it is what it is. We yeah. don't know what the Philly, you know that that Sixers team is going to still be. And at the end team. of the day, still a good team. Yeah, it's it's still a very good team. And and Embiid wants to be an MVP caliber player. And and look what we did to him. So I think the Knicks. You know, early on with where you see around the NBA, there's a lot of parity going on. The Knicks look a little bit just more together and in sync than a lot of these teams. And then to Kemba. Yeah, Kemba, you know, his first three games, he averaged only 10 points and, and you know, only two assists mm -hmm. in the first three games. And, you know, people were talking about, you know, is he washed? Is he this? Is he that? And we were telling them, CP, th th this is a guy that. 
you know, people forget about the off-court things. Yes, he's in New York. That doesn't mean that he's comfortable just because he knows the city. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure that comes to that. There's a lot of phone calls. Yeah. There's a lot of chemistry you know, adjustments. There's a lot, yeah, and then and that's just off the court, the yeah. guarding, all that stuff that he has to deal with mentally. On the court, he has to find a rhythm where he's not the lead guy on this team. You know, it's it's Randall, um, and then on different nights, it's going to be someone else. So finding that chemistry is key. Yep. He played, and, and here's the another notable part. His first three games, first week, he uh, averaged 25 minutes per game. This past week, he got up to 30, which goes to show you, you know, what I've been saying that I know he has the knee issue, but it's Tom Thibodeau, and if Kemba proves himself available, he's going to play, and I think he's yeah. going to play a lot of minutes. You know, this week, he shot 58% from three, uh, and aver- he's averaging almost 20 points per game. So, so point. You he's know, been on point. This super efficient Kemba, from three. Kemba is proven to be, you know, one of those guys is this this uh for this team, and it's good to see. Super efficient from three. And the Rose Hive is not happy about the minutes increase from Kemba. I'm just gonna throw that out there as a side <laughs> note. Just gonna throw that out there as a side note. They are not pleased, man. You got a couple people Absolutely. requested trades on his behalf. They are not oh pleased. Not pleased at all, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no Kemba yeah. stat is gonna convince them. No, so. no, no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> I still think I still think Rose should be the closer that's just me but yeah i, I hear you man go, go ahead out and here's some solos for the the rose i i don't i think for kemba like he's going to play when he feels good right and then he obviously if he plays more minutes it means less minutes for d rose but it's also going to flip to where d rose is going to get more minutes and kemba's going to get less minutes i feel like that's just going to naturally happen based yeah. on like just the way that we know what like with these two these two injury histories right for both these players so One's going to feel a bit more sore at some point throughout the season, and it's going to be asked for Derrick Rose to take that stand. And then it's going to be vice versa, you know. Just be happy we have two guards that can really play. And I know, J.D., you said you want D. Rose to close, and I get that. I'd like D. Rose to close as well, too. But you, we still have two point guards that on the floor are dynamic That's and fact. can create their own shot and that could help this team distribute as well, something we haven't had in the past. So. I understand the Rose Hive is a little upset, especially yeah, after like, the Pelicans game. right now, man. They ag you right but now. But if you're a Knicks fan, be happy that we got the dub, right? Yeah, we got two point facts. guards, not one, two. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a fact. That's a whole fact. Uh, great point there. Great point. Now, on to our play of the game. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Knicks weekly recap show. CPJD, Alex Otaros, the Tratacast in the building. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up. Oh, we're, we're going to announce the winner of the Knicks versus Raptors tickets for tomorrow night so stay tuned for that make sure you stay tuned to the end because we got to make sure that uh that you can go if you don't claim these tickets it's going to go to somebody else so you better make sure you're on your p's and q's and shock because we're going to announce the winner soon uh on to the play of the week man no surprise here we gotta give it to rj rowan barrett aka broadway barrett excellent week for rj 21 points per game six rebounds two dimes 52 percent from downtown alan i'm gonna have you start this one off because you, you wrote an article before the chicago game i believe uh preaching patience amongst this fan base because you know there, there was there was some I, I, I won't i won't say you know a large portion of the fan base but there there was some some naysayers on rj's game felt like you know he wasn't getting off to a proper start and, uh, you know, they, they were kind of chirping out there. But what what do you think about RJ this week? Phenomenal this week. I mean, how could <laughs> I don't think it could be any 
I think there's no other way to say it, right? Especially 35 was 35 points last night. Yeah. So I like the way that he's approaching the game this year. I, what I, what really impresses me is how he attacked this offseason, and we're starting to see it pay dividends this season, right? Watching him against the Pelicans, I think he put on a clinic of all the stuff that he worked on. Where Everything. It's just off, off the like pull-up jumpers, catch and shoot, off the dribble, just attacking the rack, everything he asked him to do, moving off ball. He was doing all of that and playing in cl- playing clutch. Just when you thought the game was out of hand, we had RJ just ice in his veins, just come through on the clutch and just keep adding to that lead, even when he came down close to the wire in the fourth quarter. I like everything I saw about him. And in my whole article, just preaching patience, yeah, it was like a small section of Knicks fans. And, of course, just everyone out there wants to doubt R.J. Barrett because he's on the New York Knicks as well. You know, if he was on any other team, he'd be getting praised and say, oh, patience, wait, he's on the New York Knicks, so we have to hear all get all the smoke. But yeah, for R.J., it's just it just takes time, man. He even mentioned itself that he takes a slow start last season. You know, he had a hot game against the Indiana Pacers for the next stretch of games until like, I think the 12th game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, he comes out and that that's when he starts getting into his rhythm, starts hitting like catch and shoot, starts shooting close to 40% from uh, behind the arc, starts adding that mid range game, right? The snake, dri- snake dribble into the middle mm-hmm, of the lane, get to mm-hmm. the free throw line, hits his mid range jumper. He wasn't still, he wasn't great at finishing around the rim last season, but he was still doing it, still drawing contact to get to the line at least. And he increased his free throw percentage yeah and now he's doing that still plus adding on to more to his game it's going to take rhythm it's going to take time you're talking about Kemba Walker Evan Fournier joining the team two different dynamic weapons that are now on this team and it's just time for all of them to gel they haven't gelled yet four preseason games a little bit of training camp that's not enough time for everyone to understand each other's tendencies okay and for and for RJ let's just think about it Three years ago, it was starting unit was just him and Julius for the most part. Sure, you had Alfred Payton, but it was yep. really him, Julius, Taj, who went to the bench. And then Wayne Ellington, baby Reggie Ball yeah. when he came back. We had Mook, 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 who's and Mook, guy, yeah, and even Mook, yeah, and Mook too <laughs> yeah. for that short stint. Yeah. And you think about it like, okay, he he goes. Last season, we have Reggie Ball, Alfred Payton, Mitch for – about half the season with Julius and RJ. Mm-hmm. Now this season, and he, and he only had Mitch for half the season to play with Noah's Noel. Now we're talking about a new starting five again. We're talking about Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, different yeah. skill sets, different traits, different tendencies, where they like to get the ball and how they like to attack. So it's just taking time for them all together to gel. So for everyone saying, oh, where's RJ? He should come out of the gate hot. Well, it's kind of hard when you're trying to, you know, get the trust of your teammates saying, I'm not going to be selfish because we all know how that goes, especially if you play pickup. You have that one guy goes on the court, starts shooting all the shots. You're just running up and down the court. Yeah. How do you feel? You don't feel engaged. So you got to make sure you're passing the ball around. And Tom Thibodeau and everyone else preaches team basketball. So they're just trying to get in together, try to get into a team rhythm. But we're going to see it fluctuate. And we're going to see RJ have his nights. We're going to see Julius have his nights. This team is so – the starting unit has four guys you can rely on. Yep. to go off any single night. So for RJ, if he just does what he's supposed to do, his role, whether that's just bare minimum being a three-point shooter and a defensive player, like he's doing that, that at minimum, but we know he can do much more. And it's just figuring out for him when he gets those touches, what to do with it at that point. And it's just figuring out. It's going to take some time. Yeah, Middle of the season is probably where you're going to see it all come together, but it's just going to take time as a whole. 
But overall, I like what I saw from RJ this week. I think, and JD, what I liked, especially last night, as Alex said, was you saw everything, the whole bag was on display last night. <laughs> Everything that he worked on, the step back threes, the 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 pull-ups, the 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 mid-range, you know what I mean? The the little one-hand floaters in the lane. I mean, you literally saw everything this kid was working on on full display from the opening tip. Then the facilitating I mean, the, the the way that he's a threat, which we've seen over the past, this this wasn't a surprise. The way that he's a threat off the pick and roll. And, you know, once we lost Mitch last year, I think that hurt RJ. I think that that was a big factor um, in, in RJ's decrease in playmaking because Mitch was sort of like his safety valve. Saw that boom last night, first half, three dimes straight to Mitch. Got a nice one to Taj to, to close the game. I love the fact that they put it in his hands. They trusted him to close the game for them last night, and he, and he delivered. Um, these, two, these two stats, though, is, is what I really like about him. As, as Alex said, finishing at the rim. You know, last year he finished um, shooting 55% at the rim, which is which is yep. atrocious, 20th percentile. Rookie year, he was 54%, about the same. So far yeah, through six games, very early, 74% at the rim. And you can see it. You know, you, you watch the tape. He's finishing left hand, right hand with contact, finishing strong. 74% at the rim. That is excellent. Um, another key staff for me that I like about him, I always talked about how we need to get him out in transition more. You know, from his rookie year, that was always on display. Get him out there in transition. Get Obi in transition. We have the pieces. Last year, 18% of his shots came in transition. Shot uh, 1.11 points per possession, and that was good for 45th percentile. So far this year, 24% of his shots coming in uh, transition. 1.3 points per possession, 75th percentile. Got to get out there and run with him. What's been your thoughts on RJ? And and yeah, that was going to be uh, one of my main my main emphasis was going to be the stat you just laid out in terms of finishing at the rim. You know, we talked about you know what type of jump is he going to make and what does that really mean? Uh, and in my estimation, it just meant. You know, I just want him to try to reach that 20-point mark. That, to me, that would be the next step offensively. I know some fans want 25 and they want that superstar numbers, but understanding the energy that he is going to extend on the defensive end, taking that defensive challenge, you know, I thought that was that played a part in some of his slow start. You know, his first three games, he only shot 39% from the field, 21% from three, only averaged 12 points. And it even affected him at the free throw line, shooting 60, 60%. As the player of the game this past week, he shot 89% from the free throw line yeah. with the same free throw attempts, averaged almost 22 points, six rebounds, mm -hmm. 56% from the field, and 68% on three-pointers. That's all five three-point attempts per game. And I think it's also him just growing into his role and and just taking time. Um, yeah. You know, and the – the other thing is, as you mentioned, him showing a full arsenal of moves like that is what we were looking for offensively in terms of, you know, he's a strong guy. You know, he's six, 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 seven. Yeah. And showing some playmaking skills, playmaking ability, showing an ability to have that chemistry with Mitch, because he, that's an important that's going to be an important aspect, him and Mitch. Uh -huh. And this is why. RJ, I'm impressed by his performance last night, but there's going to be games where he's going to have he's going to face some elite defense. And he's mm -hmm, going to face mm -hmm. some elite one-on-one -on -one defenders. So how do you counter 
when maybe you can't take a, uh, you know, a Scotty Barnes who he's going to face tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, I know he's a rookie, but <laughs> <It's a beast. laughs> <It's a beast. laughs> I don't know if y'all been watching him playing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that dude can play defense along with, you know, some other things that he's doing. So, mm-hmm. like, what are you doing against some of the elite defenders? Well, as you see around the NBA, uh, elite offensive players, what they do is they use the pick and roll. Uh-huh. And they have some chemistry with another player, the two-man game, and that allows you to get to your spots. Uh-huh. And that's where him finishing at the rim comes into play. Facts. Because as you mentioned, him finishing at the rim, to me, he doesn't even need that many moves. If you can just finish at the rim and make your free throws, get to the free throw line, get make your free throw, he's going to easily average 20 points uh-huh. per game. Uh-huh. So I am hoping that the 74% mark, almost a 20% increase, Big time. Uh, continues. Because if it does... We talk, and you 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 remember. I don't know if you remember CP on one of the off season shows. I had mentioned about I used the Milwaukee Bucks as an example, and when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, they really didn't make that many moves to in terms of off season moves to improve their team throughout Giannis's career. They just built their core, and year after year, Giannis got better and Middleton got better. And what ended up happening? Hmm, maybe we don't need another. Super duper superstar. Yeah, Maybe we need a Drew guy. Holiday. Maybe we need just a Drew Holiday. That's a very good player, right? Because every offseason, their players got better, and that was an offseason addition to yeah, the team. True. So if true. RJ continues to get better, I, I heard your show yesterday. You mentioned that you want him to be a lifetime Nick. Well, if he's going to be a lifetime Nick, then that means he's going to need to continue to get better. And maybe. Did we lose JD? <laughs> Al, he you might be stuck in the matrix, man. <laughs> oh, man. We, t- we talked about it, man. That green Yo, JD, where you at, bro? <laughs> <laughs> JD's in the matrix right now, man. He was, he was, he was going off. Oh, he was, he was waxing poetic. <laughs> Damn. All right, we'll, we'll, wait for, we'll wait for JD to come back in here. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up on for you boys. Nick's weekly recap presented by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, enter promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. Go out there and get that lawnmower 4.0, fellas. You know the vibes already. JD just J we just lost JD, man. He just time warped. I think he just, I don't know, man. We'll see what we'll we'll see where he went. Uh, when he comes back, but uh, yeah, we just lost JD temporarily. Let's let's go to the phones real quick. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's go to Book from Queens. Book, what's going on, man? How you feeling? Yo, CP, what's yep. up? Great show tonight. Loving yes, what sir. I'm hearing. Um, everybody's so on point. I just want to, since, since this is the end of the week show, we kind of get analytical. I want to talk about some details that I'm seeing yeah. with what we're talking about, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. So to start off, to start off with RJ, mm-hmm. I think the thing that I'm seeing the most. So, so first of all, offensively, when it comes to going to the basket. If you watch him go to the basket, he's looking at his opponents a lot of the time mm-hmm. and making really small moves. And this speaks to a surgical level of work because he knows he's strong. We've known that for a while. Mm-hmm. And that leads me to what I'm seeing on the defensive side of the floor. His strength was always going to be advantage, right? Like we always like people lamented him for not being John Zion and jumping out the gym. But his strength is almost supernatural because he's been this strong since he's like 18 years old, which is crazy. What I'm also seeing when I look at him play defense is that his reaction time is insane. Yep. I don't know if this comes from film or if, this, if he's just comfortable or if this is just a, you know, a DNA came out of his DNA because his dad plays hoops. But if you actually watch closely those, those possessions where he's defending Tatum and, and DeRozan, like he gets beat a little bit. But he bends, but he doesn't break. And yeah. so when those guys beat him a little the first way, and then they go the other way, RJ immediately reacts, almost like an NBA 2K character, yeah. like warping into the next animation the way he's not supposed to. And for me, it's a great thing in the early season to see a guy playing great defense, but I always look at it as it's early season, guys ain't in shape, you never know how it's going to go. Yeah. But that looks like good money. 100. That looks like a long-term thing. Uh, before I go any further, did you did you have anything on that? Yeah, well, number one, uh, going into last night's game, man, 31.3 field goal percentage, defensive field goal percentage, which was best amongst wings. And even after that 35% output last night, outburst last night, he still wasn't pleased with his defense. And he, he wasn't happy with his defensive performance last night. And, uh, you know, that, again, you spoke about his work ethic, spoke about the foundation, and that's why I just like this kid for us, man. I like this kid for us, this, despite the athletic short shortcomings or whatever people might say about him his work ethic is what's going to carry him over and and you see it on both ends of the floor he's putting in the work absolutely man i'm seeing the same thing speaking of putting in the work i'm also seeing this across the board on our team everybody's playing for each other but to get specific evan fournier is never going to be a great defender but he's definitely trying Yeah, yeah and the thing is evan fournier makes bad defensive reads sometimes 
right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes he helps when he don't need to help. Sometimes he don't help when he's supposed to be helping. He misses rotations and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's trying. And between that and the thing I think that makes it work is Mitch. Because yeah, yeah. Mitch is just mentally light years mm-hmm. away from where he was two years ago. And his level of discipline, his, and he still has all the other stuff. And I don't even think Mitch is in shape yet, yeah, which is what's really encouraging. Right, because he's not working. really jumping like Mitch. Because Mitch is one of the best jumpers in the league to me, still of yeah, big. Yeah, and he's not ex- like truly explosive like that. It's almost like the LeBron thing, where he's so athletic that you don't really see when he loses a step. I feel like Mitch is like that right now. People don't realize how out of shape Mitch is unless you watch Mitch all the time. You know, yeah, and yeah. even with that, his yeah. mental is so accelerated from what it was that he's been nothing short of brilliant on a defensive end. So that was pretty much it. That was what I wanted to share. Appreciate it, bro. In terms of what I was seeing. Yeah, thank you for having me as always, man. Yes, sir. My guy, Brooke. Book. Book from Queens. Um, JD. Yo, CP, where, 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 where you sent me? Did you go <laughs> Did you go into the future, bro? Did we win the 50 games or not, man? Did, you, did we win I, I, I the 50 confirmed, games or not, bro? I, I confirmed. We got the 50 burgers. Let's go. TV. We did a special event. Where we cooked exactly fifty burgers and we took fifty fans Let's to go. eat one each, and <laughs> we got to the second round. We were playing the Hawks in Game Seven, and then I just—I don't know what oh, happened. I just man, came back in. Man. Wow! And so I guess we'll we'll find we'll see. out. We'll see what happens, bro. We'll see what happens. Got, I got I got I got some insight, <laughs> bro. I told you it was gonna happen, didn't I? Didn't, didn't I not call that out but before we came live? I go, yo, yo, I'm JD, man. You about to jump into that time portal, bro? It's, it's happening, bro. Oh man, you saw that green off? right behind him. That I, green right behind him. <laughs> I, I don't even remember, man. You were going off. You were going in on RJ. Um, I, I want to move to the stat of the week, though, just just to just to keep it pushing. I thought I thought we covered RJ at, at great length, but now nah, you, you did your thing, man. Before you jumped into the future, bro. I, I appreciate let's the go, report. Let's go. <laughs> um, so for the staff, so for the stat of the week, um, hey, when when the Pelicans game cut off. The Knicks had the number one ranked offense in the league, ladies and gentlemen. 114.5 offensive rating. Put some respect on our name. Number one offense in the league right now. I guess, fellas, the question is, yes, it's very early. Um, is this sustainable? You know, J.D., I'll, I'll go to you, man, since you returned. Uh, is, is this sustainable? Number one offense in the league right now. It's, is it sustainable? Yes, I think it is. And and one of the reasons it could be because, you know, we have some key players that are not even playing well. And, and you know, what is that going to look like? You know, for example, IQ this season is shooting 22% from three. Last season, he shot 39% from three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that IQ is going to shoot 39%, but I don't think IQ in an 82-game season is going to shoot 22%. So you would hope that that would, you know, have a little bit of an uptick. Randall right now is at 33%. Last year, he's at 41 Can Randall get to 36 Maybe 37 yeah. You know, I'll sign up for that. And Obi, I think Obi's in the teens. And, and he shot a lot better, you know, last year from three. So, you know, you look at those three players, um, you would expect their offensive production to get a little bit better. Um, if not, there's even players further down the bench that, that, that can provide offense, even if they're inserted into the lineup. And our best player, you know, Julius Randle has had a tough week. And here we are still 
still, you know, putting up over 115 yeah. points. It's despite so, despite not not leading the team in, in points in the Chicago game or the uh or, or the Pelicans game. Right, right. And I, I think in order in the end, what is the one key ingredient for the Knicks to remain a top offensive team? To me, and we said it before the season, it, to me it's Kemba Walker. If Kemba Walker can can be 100% or near that or he can play at least 65 to 70 games, I think we will see the Knicks, you know, continue to be a, a, a great offensive team because you see when he's on, you see what it does everywhere else. Yeah. You yeah. know, it allows Julius to, you know, go within the floor of the offense. That's not necessarily happened right now, but it still gives him the opportunity to he doesn't have to, you know, carry, uh, you know, the offensive burden. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, a night like last night, I think he went four of nine from the field. He almost shot 50 percent. But. Randall last night had 30 plus minutes and only took nine attempts. So Kemba having a good offensive night, RJ continuing to move up, allows Randall to have nights like that where he, we don't even need him to have that many attempts. So I think when you look at the weapons, when you look at the shooters, Fournier right now is at a career high from three at, 30, at 45%. The Knicks have a lot of weapons, but the key ingredient for everything to fall into place, in my opinion, is going to be Kemba because if Kemba is not right now, we're asking Rose to handle more yeah. of a responsibility, and then you see you start to see the trickle down effect that that has on the rest of, of the rotation. So I think and 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 uh, so to everybody in the chat once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Nick's offensive rating number one in the league right now. Is that sustainable? Yes or no? Leave some comments in the chat. I think um, I think they'll it may not be number one, right? These things right. fluctuate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, teams going to droughts, teams going to losing streaks. Hopefully, not you know, not too crazy for us. Um, injuries happen. You know, things happen. Things fluctuate throughout the course of an eighty-two game season. I think what we've seen out of the the potential again of this lineup, the balance that it presents, um, the combination of guys that can get you buckets in isolation. Get you inside points, get you three point shots all across. I, you know, save for Mitch, going to the bench. You have you have Rose, and as you said, we haven't even seen the potential of our bench yet. You know, Rose is still Rose, but IQ and my guy Burks has not gotten it going just yet. Obi as well. Obi hasn't really been hitting from beyond the arc either. So, I think the potential is there for this team to to hover at, around the top of the league in, in terms of offense all year. Just be just based on the personnel that they have and how they're utilizing them. So I, I think it, it's definitely um, possible. Uh, but let's see. You know, it's a six-game stretch right now. We have, we're playing some tougher defenses coming in. To, Raptors' defense is fairly tough. Uh, Cleveland's defense is actually um, pretty decent this year. Miami's defense is number one. We haven't seen them yet. So let's see what happens once we play some tougher defenses, how that number fluctuates. But I think that the potential is certainly there, yeah, for sure. I think the potential is definitely there. I think to be a top five, top 10 offensive team in the NBA is in the next future. I think what we're seeing right now is is sustainable. And as you guys pointed out, you know, we haven't seen everyone truly in rhythm, whether that's the starting unit or even the bench unit. Right. And if we go back in history, when we had Mike Woodson coaching the New York Knicks, where the New York Knicks were starting to lead that trend in three point shooting. Right. They were first in three point attempts and makes and were fifth in percentage that year. Mike Woodson was the full-time head coach during the 2012-2013 season. And the Knicks were a top five offensive team. Yeah. They had, they had the third best offensive rating at 111.1. And now we're number one again. And what's the reason for that, that we're number one? We are one of the best 
three-point shooting teams in the NBA. We're number one in makes. We're number two in attempts. Pretty sure we're number two. Yep. Uh, Sorry, we're number six in attempts, and we're number two in percentage. So I think it's definitely sustainable, this three point, especially with this three-point shooting. Yeah. And just the diversity of the offenses. You pointed out, CP, it's definitely doable for the Knicks to be in the top 10, top five offense this season. They just have to get into that rhythm, right? That's just where it all comes down to. And once Obi, especially quickly, and Burke start getting into their bags – there's a lot of potential for this team. That that's a fact. And, and, and another another quick point, CP, on why it could be sustainable mm-hmm. is, you know, even me mentioning all those, you know, some of those players struggling, uh, you know, IQ, OB, Randall, um, as well as you know, you you mentioned Burks, and yet Burks is shooting forty percent from three. Yeah, that's right. Put some <laughs> so respect the, on oh. his name. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Still, still efficient. I, still efficient. Decision making has been I, a little bit questionable. <laughs> You, you, you love you, you. you love the Burke points. You love yeah. you love that. You love <laughs> yeah. to hear it. Um, he's a key to our bench. He'll get there. <laughs> but here, here's what's encouraging so far. I'll be a six game sample size. Last year they averaged, you know, they they shot 30, 30 uh, threes per game, and this year at forty one. With the thirty threes per game last year, they shot thirty nine percent from three. And remember, people were talking about how them they they were so efficient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this year they are up to forty one attempts. And they're shooting 41%. Yep. So the increase in attempts has not decreased the actual efficiency. Yeah, so they, yeah. they, they've actually increased their efficiency yeah. while they've increased their three-point attempts. You know, they're, they're making almost 17 threes per game. Last year, they were close to 12 threes per game. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's a testament to to the, the personnel. And yeah. we're not talking about rookies here. We're talking about proven Proven veterans. Kemba's a proven veteran. Uh, Fournier's a proven professional shooter. So yeah. it's pretty difficult for me to see them all of a sudden falling off the cliff. As you mentioned, it's going to come down to the the potential is going to come down to how efficient is the bench going to be? And then to me, how healthy Kemba will be throughout the season. Yeah. And the last thing to add, mm-hmm. and the last thing to add is that, you know, what it's hard to expect, number one, when other teams, like we're still trying to get in our way, like figure out our rhythm, but other teams in the league as well is trying to figure out their rhythm That's as well. Right. Like you have the Lakers who are in the top, like in offensive rating. I think they're seven right now. You have the Portland Trailblazers. You're looking for Dame who's still trying to get back in rhythm. Yeah, Dame, Dame seems right like now. he can't hit a three these days. <laughs> I know, man. I know. it's It's got to be rough for you because that's your boy as well. Yeah, uh, And then you got the Philadelphia 76ers who are number one in offensive rating right now. And they're still, you know, they don't look great as of it right now. And they have the Hornets up there too who are still, even though they look – good right now they're still trying to get in rhythm so we're going to all even out but i can definitely see the Knicks being the top five five top ten that's yeah. where they should be uh yeah true story man and and um you know to jd's point in that yeah the attempts up but the percentage is still there i think that you know this is a result of them getting good shots man you watch these games they're not just chucking they're, they're not chucking they're getting quality shots they're getting a lot of good threes off their drives which is a testament to their point guards to to all their playmakers whether it's uh um kemba making the plays julius making the plays rj making his plays 48 as well and and you know they're getting them in transition as well so they're taking quality quality threes and not just looking to chuck just for the sake of it so uh again great job by them i i have them you know it depends on what site you go to but i have them uh number two points per game number three effective field goal percentage number one and three point percentage and three point make so i mean they're top three no, no matter which site you, you're looking at and that's uh that's that's pretty damn good 
as we for get sure. to the schedule. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. As we take a look at this week's schedule, we got tomorrow night, Raptors coming into town. We'll be announcing our giveaway of uh, Knicks versus Raptors game two fans will win two t- i mean one fan will win two tickets to the game we're going to announce that in just a few minutes then they go uh to see the hicks they end indiana against a one and six pacer team struggling right now on the carlisle that's, that's your team cp yeah yeah that was that was my pick we're not looking so good right now and then the game of the week at the champs friday night let's get it cracking knicks at milwaukee against the milwaukee bucks and then sunday uh, tough against a tough Cleveland team that has some quality, quality victories. Um, so we just we're gonna schedule the game of the week preview show this week. I'm I'm waiting to book a guest for it right now, so we that's why we didn't do it tonight. So hopefully Wednesday or Thursday we'll 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 get that going. But um, yeah, you know this week we we took care of business and we we got a, a nice little tough schedule coming in because I think can't overlook this Raptors team. Their defense has been fairly solid. You know they're the wing factory. And, uh, you know, Pace is still hungry. You got to go to Indiana and get the job done. Obviously, the champs will be tough and playing against a scrappy Cleveland team, man. So um, pretty, pretty medium-sized schedule, I would say, for this week. Absolutely. And I think the, the, the game to really highlight is definitely that Bucks game, in my opinion. That's really going to be yeah. the, the true measuring stick of where the Knicks stand this week, right? Because you're talking about the NBA champs. You're talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, all those guys. You got th- those are three quality players right there. Bucks are always Bucks have been deep. They're a good three point shooting team. They're also good in the paint. We're good at defending the paint right now. Actually, if you go on through the NBA Advanced Stats, uh, we're bottom four in frequency for teams that try to attack. So it's I think it's twenty eight percent. No one really mm. wants to challenge us in the paint because Mitch. of Mitchell Robinson for Mitch. the most part. Yep. Mitch. Yeah. And. We're going to see that's going to be the true testament. If we can hang with the Bucks, that's that's a really yeah. good sign. So we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens against the champs. And like I said, we'll be looking to uh, to book um, our guest this later this week. So look out for that announcement. Let me take a quick call and then and then we will uh, give away those tickets, man. Let's go to uh, Louie from New Jersey. Louie, what's going on? Hey, how are you? What's going on, man? How yeah, you doing? I like what's going I like what's going on here lately. You know, off to a good start. It's been one of our best starts in quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Of course, looking, it was a little. Good. There was, yeah, it was a little scary in Thursday's game against the Bulls. I mean, they. I didn't get a chance to see the game, but I heard you know it was a little big lead. But the uh, the Bulls just came up a little bit short. Thank God. Yep. I mean, I think our defense is. I, I think our defense is um, beginning to get is beginning to catch on. You know, that's something I think we were lacking last season. Yeah, I mean, which nobody even, which yeah, nobody gave them a prayer last year at all. They're like, ah, they're not gonna do nothing. They're gonna be, they're gonna be a dumpster fire. Little did, little did they know. And uh, I think it's improving um, more this year. In fact, I think the whole Eastern Conference has uh, stepped up a bit this year so far. Yeah, East is looking good, man. When you when you look at, uh, like I said, when you look at Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland's got some quality wins. Uh, you know, Raptors have, are, are pretty decent. Uh, still a young team, but again, you know, that's the wing factory, man. They they got guys that are damn near all built the same. You <laughs> can play multiple positions, so you got to respect them. Appreciate the call, Louis. All right, who wants to win these tickets here, man? Who wants to win these tickets? Let's see what's going on. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. 
But I like the, I like the music that you put for these events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's suspenseful, man. It's suspenseful, you know. Yeah. We got we got to uh, we got to hype it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Let um, me just get my music here ready. Let me get my music here ready. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good it's a good game tomorrow, man. Scotty Barnes. Yeah, it's a great you know, game. Yeah. The, the the kid is the kid is averaging eighteen and nine. Yeah. Twenty years old, averaging eighteen and nine. Though. You know, uh, the Raptors are two and zero on the road. Yeah, they got some decent wins. Um, they're over five hundred. So you know, um, he's, he's gonna be a star, it's, man. It's not gonna be an easy game tomorrow. That's not for sure. at all. Not at all. They're gonna make us work, man. Let me go one more yeah. call before I do the giveaway. Uh, Jay from East New York on the Discord. Jay, Jay, what's going on? Yo, yeah, can you hear me? Yep, loud and clear, man. How you feeling? Okay, okay. First things first, man. I purposely haven't been calling in because I've just been too hyped and ecstatic. You know, like, I don't want to go crazy, but we look crazy. Man, yo, I, in, in my own little mind, I had us going like seven and three. Yeah. But now we're looking like we go like eight and two or something like that. You know, yeah. I don't know, man, but I'm just happy as a Knicks fan. Like, and Knicks fans, please, like, can we please slow down with the Julius and like, RJ's slow start, like, yeah, just you no. Know, this is what gives these ESPN people the the headlines of oh the crazy Nick fans. Because after the Bing Bong thing, it was like oh my god, the Nick fans they're just they're acting up. Like, <laughs> season and we happy, but we do gotta we do gotta monetize ourselves. We can't go too crazy. You feel me? But yeah, fifty burger man, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Coaching, plays good, bench everything, no complaints, man. Appreciate it, man. Pre- appreciate the call, man. Jay from East New York. Appreciate the call, Jay. All right, here we go, man. Here's what the people have been waiting on. Let's go. Let's go here. <laughs> Let's get it going. All right, as we said, we hit 43,000 subs just like two weeks ago. We're creeping in on 44 already. Uh, but But because of that... I decided we want to give back. Give back to the people, man. They've been giving so much to us. We're going to give back to them. With two tickets to tomorrow night's game against the Raptors. RJ against his hometown team. Broadway Barrett against uh, uh, Van Fleet. Scotty Barnes. You got uh, uh, Gary Trent Jr. Kemba. D. Rose. Malachi Flynn. It's going to be a nice game, man. No Siakam yet. I don't know what's going on with him. No he's Siakam. out till November. He's out till November. Well, he's going we're, to we're, November. We're, we're in November, mid-November now. Yeah. Okay. All right. So with that with that being said, who wants to go to the game? I'll be here for post-game live. I'm not, I won't be at the game. But I'll be here for post-game live. So without further ado, the person that is going to the game. And Dave, I'm going to give you that email right now because if, if they don't claim these tickets, somebody else is going to go in their stead. So they better be ready to go because the winner is David Lyons. David Lyons, congratulations. You are the winner of the tickets. I know people in chat are getting ready to throw tomatoes. Listen, there's no foot trick, people. <laughs> I can't I can't show you all the names and everything because, you know, we got email addresses and everything, you know, privacy reasons. <laughs> I just, I picked the, the system. I tell the system, give me a random winner. The system gives me a random winner. And they gave me 
David Lyons. So congratulations to David Lyons. All right, there it is. Uh, Dave, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna shoot you his email right now, cause um, first off, we gotta make sure you gotta make sure you're vaccinated first and foremost, and that you're able to go, and that you claim the tickets. So, hey, you never know. If David doesn't claim it, somebody else can come in. You know what I mean? So, there's always winners here on Knicks Fan TV, people. If you didn't win tonight, you'll you'll win something else another night. No no stress, no worries. Still got a box full of giveaways ready to go. Maybe we'll give give something away tomorrow. As a consolation prize or something, you know. But congratulations to David Lyons. All right. Um, closing the show, fellas, around the league. I think um, one of the hot topics around the league is uh, the lack of free throw uh, calls for some of our star guards. You know, Trey Young was in the news saying, oh, you know, then we're not getting calls. And it seems like the referees are trying to learn things and it's not fair. James Harden is in the, is in the press conference saying they're targeting me. You know, I don't understand it. A foul is a foul and this, that, and the third. What do we think about this? What do we think about this? Al, what, what, do, you, what do you think about the new rule change that, uh, you know, has a big impact? You know, a lot less fouls being called now. I mean, as a fan of 90s and early 2000s basketball, I like it. I like more. I like the physicality of the game. I thought I was moving away from that where it was putting a lot of stress on defenders on how to guard mm-hmm. these smaller players like Trey Young, James Harden, and it was leading to it stopped the free flow of the game. I think now when we watch games this season, we see them all in a good flow. It's not a lot of stoppage. Everyone's just playing the game, trying to either go to finish a layup, get mm-hmm. their shots. It's not – I'm tired of the uh, foul hunting, you know. Like, we saw, like, Julius get a lot of shots at the free throw line not too long ago. I think uh, I forget. I think it was against the Orlando Magic mm-hmm. when they lost. But you can see that he was at least trying to get a shot. He's not hunting for it, right? When I when they were looking at, like, Trey Young, who would just, you know – Jump sideways, stop backwards. That's not nat- that's not the natural motion of playing the game, mm-hmm. right? Just moving away from the basket, which is what the intention of these rule changes are. But I like it overall. I think it's a good. I think it's a good way. I agree with uh, Evan Fournier and Tom Thibodeau saying the intent of what these rules are and how the game yeah. is supposed to be played. And, and what Evan, and what I love what Fournier said because he's like, yo. Now, it's no longer about tricking the referees, which is the, the sentiment that I always got when I watch these games in the playoffs and the regular season. You watch these guys, and it's just they know how to trick these referees, man. And I've been tired of it since, I mean, since, since MJ and Reggie Miller was playing, man. Like, you always saw how they gave preferential treatment to the superstars. You know, they would complain about the calls, and then on the next whistle, they get the makeup call. You always know when the makeup call is coming, Right. And now you've seen it with today's stars, too, man. They complain on one end. You already know they're about to blow the whistle for them on the other end. And it'll be on like the, the little softest, slightest thing, especially with Harden and Trey, where, you know, they, they do that hook. You know, they they, they doing the, the yep. underhand thing. They hook it. Yeah, I'm tired of it, man. And so I'm, I just love to see that play the game. Play the game the way it's supposed to be played. And, and you shouldn't have to worry. These guys are talented enough where it shouldn't impact them that much. But that that's how the game should be played. It shouldn't be about how much you can manipulate a referee. It should be about just, just getting to the cup, man, and, and scoring. And, and, and let, the, let, let the chips fall where they may, J.D. Yeah, and, you know, 
Kuzma, I think it was Kuzma. There's been a bunch of NBA players that have that have approved it. Um, yeah. they, they say that they like it. I mean, you know why James Harden is also complaining? Because he's averaging 18 points per game, and yeah. that's the lowest since 2011. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's 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 right now. He's on pace to average a career, even his rookie season, a mm. career low. You know, in field goal percentage, he's at 37 percent right now, and his free throw attempts. He's at 5.7 free throw attempts. That's the lowest since 2010, which was the second year in his, you know, his, his second year in the league. Yeah. So when you look at that and then you look at Trey Young, who's averaging four free throw attempts per game, he's still shooting 88%, right? So last year he was at 88%. This year he's at 88%, but he's not getting there many times. Last year he was almost nine free throw attempts. This year he's at four free throw attempts. So – you see why these guys are complaining. And and I think the rule is having the proper effect. I Just look it. at when you look around the league, look exactly at who is affecting. Mm-hmm. It's affecting even. Hey, listen, I'm a Knicks fan, but even quickly. Yep. yep. It's, it's not a, getting no it's a, yep. You know what I mean? It's yep. affected quickly. Um, mm-hmm. We've even seen recently in the last few games where he's tried to go to the paint and he leans you know, before he would throw himself, he even he's he even tried to lean on the player trailing, and they still didn't give him that call. Yeah, so, yeah. force him into you know, some bad you, shots, right? And then when you look at you know the there, I love it because you talk about Harden with the Nets, right? That's a competitor for the Knicks, and then you talk about Trey Young with the Hawks. You know, these are two teams yeah. that we're gonna have to face, and we're already you know, a little bit weak in the perimeter. So now this is this is a positive for us. But also for, for James Harden, man, is this he's 32 years old. You know, I, yeah. I always wondered with his, you know, his weight, how is he going to prolong his his career? This is something that is something to watch now. Uh, you know, he had a triple double tonight, but he, he still had 18 points. and He still only went to the free throw three times tonight. So. Mm. This is something to watch with the Nets having those expectations of championship or bust. And for the Knicks, man, if you're looking at any little opportunity to potentially get an upset in the playoffs, this rule helps helps your team. Definitely. I, I love it, man. This is this is one of the best rules NBA has come out with substantial. You know, they come out with like little things that, you know, don't really matter as much. This is a great one. This this is a great one. It's much needed. And and uh, I love the impact that it's having on a game, man. Is let these let these guys play and stop with the you know the manipulation calls, the flopping and this that, and the third. I can't stand it. Can't stand it, man. Uh, but great show, great show, fellas. We'll take one more call before we wrap up. I want to shout out the rhyme animal Chuck D sends a super chat. Says he's back from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Big big weekend Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You saw LL Cool J. You saw Hove Jay Z get in. Uh, he says LL Cool J and Jay Z are in. Two for New York. Chuck D ushered them in, mm. and he missed Let's RJ's go. thirty-five pointer, thirty-five point night. Got to do what you got to do, Chuck. We you know we we know priorities. You know you got to prioritize, man. He says he was looking at the Cleveland Raptors, wondering why Elgowskis and Bingo Smith are up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes when you go to other cities, man. I saw that. Uh, you know, you know, Miami Heat was so desperate for for fans in, in the seats. Well, first and foremost, they retired Jordan's jersey many, many, many years ago. Y'all remember that? They retired Jordan's. They retired the number twenty three. The Miami Heat did. But then I saw, uh, I was watching, you know, NBA TV or something, and they got banners for all their Olympians. So they just put one up there for for Bam. 
So they got banners for every Miami he played that has played in the Olympics. So, I mean, you know, now they, they did get a lot of championships, you know, no shade there, you know, more than we got. So good for them. But, yeah, they, uh, they, they're they putting banners up there for everything, man. Bernard King still can't get, uh, you know, a, a little thank you note at the top of Madison Square Garden. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's cold-blooded, cold-blooded, man. I don't know who's who's in charge of that committee, but got to make some changes. Uh, shout out to Mick Belfort, sends a super chat, says, salute fellas, great show as usual. Next four games, JDM order my burgers with some er- extra jerk sauce on the side. <laughs> LOL, Godzilla is coming to Broadway. Badman Barrett will be waiting. Bing bong, let's go. Mick Belfort, appreciate you, man, appreciate it. All right, let's wrap up. LB from Harlem World, Uptown Harlem, what's going on, LB? How you feeling, man? Mm, Harlem. Yeah. Yo, what's going on? What's, what's going on, fellas? Can you hear me? Yeah, how you feeling, man? Yeah, 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 it was a little echo. I apologize. We're shaking, man. Listen, yeah, great show, man. Great show that you guys have, man. I truly appreciate it. Appreciate um, it. I kind of wanted to hop on, man, because, listen, I just want to tell the fans out there and tell everybody, doesn't this feel good? It's been a long time, man, yeah. since we felt this way about the Knicks. Yeah. Even last year, we didn't really know what they was going to be. You know what I'm saying? But even but now coming to this year, especially Julius coming off the big year, it feels great, man. It's just a great feeling. We, ha- we haven't felt this way. I would say probably since maybe last with the Woodson Knicks when Melo was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Knicks and tape. Then, then before that when Ewing was there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's, it's just a great feeling, man. I, I, think, I think we're at the place that we're at um, because this is a guard-driven league. And for the first time in a long time, now we have a legit point guard. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Who could really, really put, put the ball in a basket. And now you got a good two guard who can really fill it up. You know what I'm saying? He's not, he's not a Clay Thompson, but he's like a, you know what I'm saying? He's like a Clay Thompson on a lower level. You know yeah. what I'm saying? True story. But he, but he, he, he can shoot that pill. You know what I'm saying? So what he did, especially over in the Olympics, you know what I'm saying? So they're a backcourt that's very confident in their skill set. You know what I'm saying? And so you know, then you have RJ on the wing now. He's starting to step it up, and I think with their production. And with RJ starting to do with his confidence getting higher, I think that's why you're seeing Julius, his production kind of go down because yeah, it's yeah. not needed now nope. as much as it was last year. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so And so I'm seeing the fans kind of – a lot of people say – because I, I got my own show too, man, on the side too. Mm-hmm. So I, I have had a lot of fans calling in or sending me stuff saying, listen, Julius is too dominant. You know what I mean? He's not Anthony Mason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's just him trying to get his rhythm back because he's realizing – he may not be fitting into the offense. But as you guys know, this is a very simple game, man. Listen, it's very easy. All Julius got to do, listen, he's the four. So get down the box, get down that Baja, as we say in New York City, and get Billy down there. Yeah. If you want the pill, because all the great players, as you guys know, man, you guys have an amazing show, and you guys are very intellectual as far as the game goes. If the double team comes, you're going to have to swing it. But at the same time, if they hit in threes, that's going to open up things for you in that Baja. But if you come into the outside where those guys are already dominating that, then it kind of bunches it up the floor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he, he, he's got he's to get back in the lab, man, and he's got to figure out where he fits with this team. Because if you think about it, fellas, he hasn't really played well since, since the first game. So now everybody else getting their confidence together, he's still trying to figure out where he's he fits figure in. Out. Yeah. And – you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I, I, and, like, you know, if you think about this, you know, it's still early. I get it. But I still want RJ to continue to get confidence. Mm-hmm. I still want Kemba to hit shots. I still want Fourier to hit shots. I think the bench is pretty solid. I think we got one of the best benches in the league. So you're going to have your off nights from those guys. But 
we're a total team. As you guys know, the old saying is no iron team. Yep. So that's what we want. That's what we want to see. So I don't want him getting his 30 a night and we still lose. Right. I don't right. want that. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because we you know what I'm saying. If you're a ball player, you understand. Like, you know what I'm saying? I used to play ball. So you, you realize, like, listen, man, if everybody's eating, then we still going to win. But if you guys notice, now, you know, because we, we, we understand. We understand body language. You mm-hmm. can tell he's frustrated. Mm-hmm. He can tell he's frustrated big time because yeah. he's realizing this don't feel like how it felt last year. But we look better than what we did last year. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like and like and like the guy said earlier, I forget his name, but you know, I I just know him as Fifty Burgers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I apologize for that. But JD. like you said, kept kept your Kemba's the engine, man. Yeah, yeah, no question. Chico's the Knicks is gonna go, brother. That that that's just how it goes, my man. Let's get let's get it going. Appreciate the call, LB. Great call, man. Call back anytime, man. I thought that was a five star call. That was a good close, LB. You, you you were on the spot, man. You were on the spot. Now now I was a little bit nervous, man, because when you when you came in, you were a little bit out of breath, man. I know they got Alpo <laughs> up out of there last night. I'm just making sure, you know, we 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 not trying to aid in a bed anything going on over here. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to keep a clean show. So I ain't I don't, nice. just want to make sure your hands was clean. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. <laughs> I'm good money, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo. Appreciate the call, bro. Y'all the holla at y'all, man. Yeah, everybody have a good night. Let's get ready for Toronto, man. Let's get them out of here and get the six and oh. Let's go. One. Let's go. All right, man. My man, my man said, my man yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Peace, 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 peace. My man said, I just know him as 50 burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> oh, man. That was hilarious, man. Absolutely oh, hilarious. Man. Yeah, crazy. shout out to LB, man. Great call. Great show. Great show, everybody. As you ready for this up, week, CP? Oh, yeah, I'm ready, man. We're ready to go, man. Tomorrow night, a new week. Five and one Knicks. Raptors coming into town. Then we go to the Hicks. Then we go to the Bucks. And then we got Cleveland. So it's going to be a good week. Uh, great show, fellas, once again. Congratulations to David Lyons, the winner of the Knicks versus Raptors tickets. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Uh, I'm going to shout out some people, man. If you guys are new in the chat, let me a hashtag new. We'll shout you guys out. I saw somebody was checking in at 6 a.m. in the morning. They, they got in. So salute to uh, Jedi Knight. Says actually caught a, a Knicks fan TV live overseas up at 6 a.m. right now. So I got to think he's in. Uh, let's see. It's 11 o'clock here right now. Um, can't be London. It's got to be a little bit farther than London. Where are you at, Jedi Knight? Are you, are you in uh, Zurich? Are you in... Where exactly are you? Are you in Greece? Got to be a little bit farther east. Trust says, Steve CP, I still have your manscaped. No, I got mine right here, sir. I, I have mine right here. It's always handy. Oh, oh, always on the left side, man. But go ahead and get yours. Go to manscaped.com. Enter promo code KFTV. For 20% off plus free shipping. Rafat Ali. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the uh, salute. Lockie Whitaker always in here, man. He, he's a day one checking in from Australia. Salute to Lockie Whitaker, man. For sure. Alpo out of there. Oof. Oof. LB, I'm glad, you, I'm glad your hands are clean, man. Glad your hands are clean. Jedi says he's checking in from Bahrain. Okay, no doubt. 
no doubt. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have another another big announcement tomorrow night as well, JD man. We, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, a new sponsor, a new sponsor of the show, man. So uh, it's gonna be a good one. I'm, I'm excited about this one. We, we've been taking the sponsors. Uh, product out for a test drive i think i'm i'm happy with it you know i, I don't promote anything that uh you know I, I don't use myself and i like i like the product i like the service so we're gonna put everybody on to it tomorrow night so stay tuned for that announcement as well remember these shows are available in audio podcast format spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, all the major ones tonight's show links will be available on nixfantv.com Speaking of KnicksFanTV.com, read Alex's article on RJ, man. Dropped a fire article on RJ Barrett this week uh, that I think you guys should check out. I think you guys will love. And uh, let it, let us know your thoughts on that as well, man. Great show, fellas. And any last words? JD, Alex, any last words? Let's go, man. I just want to get more wins, man. Just rack up the wins. Let's but go. I'll, I also want to say thank you to everyone who said congrats to me uh, on, my, on my marriage. And fun fact for all of you, instead of doing table numbers... We did basketball NBA team names. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. That's <laughs> that's a, so. Who was at the Nick table? Did you have like like special my guests? My homies, man, from New York. No my doubt. No doubt, York. man. We well go. done. Well done. Well done, man. Well thought well, out. I like that. Uh, I just want to shout out the mods. Um, you know, all the mods in the chat, all the fans, everyone that tuned in tonight, helped make this a very good show. And shout out to the Knicks Fan TV team. Yeah. You know, Ash, CK, Alex, CP. Uh, Dave, all the behind the scenes uh, guys that contribute. Um, and I'm ready for this week. I got the Knicks at three and one, which makes them go eight and two. Let's go. And I felt that going eight and two in the first 10 games would be key in order to make the 50 burger possible. So I see them going three and one this week at the very least. I don't want to get go, greedy and say four and oh. I'll I'm, go I'm three and one as well, man. What do you guys think of the chat? Leave, leave us your record predictions. What do you think the Knicks will mm. go this week? Three games, home against Toronto, at Indiana, at Milwaukee, and then home against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Predict, throw your record predictions in the chat as well, man. Throw your record predictions in the chat, man. Um, JJ from Brooklyn says, uh, no more Manscaped. No, no, no. We got Manscaped. Manscaped's locked in for the whole season, man. Manscaped is with us for the whole season. We got another sponsor on deck. Well, we so, growing. We yeah, growing. yeah, yeah. This is growth. <laughs> this is growth, man. Yeah. This is in addition. So Manscaped is still rocking with us for the whole season. So uh, no, no worries on that one, man. No worries on that one. Seen a lot. I've seen a four and oh. JJ's, JJ's with it. Yusuf, 4-0, 4-0, Hector Flores, let's go, the quiz, 4-0, three and ones, okay, I'm guessing people, well, who knows what that one will be, we'll see, man, a lot of 4-0s, okay, alright, let's do it, man, so you know where to find us, man, number one show for the fans, by the fans, we'll see you guys tomorrow night, post-game live, Knicks versus Raptors. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.